0: going on guys? Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. Hunter Lowry here. My goal is to help you to create a family legacy, not just short-term wealth. So couple orders of business first before we jump into it today. Um, first off, If you are not following the Wealth Accelerator podcast page on Facebook or my own personal page, just at Hunter Lowry, pretty easy to find, um, go follow them. I'm going to start doing weekly market updates every single Monday. Um, Today's Monday, the 11th of October, so I'm going to post one uh, here shortly. But anyways, go follow those if you want to see some market updates on some actual videos rather than just the podcast. And if you have not done so already and you want to book your free one-on-one consultation with my... Myself, then head over to my website at hunterlowry.com. You can get a link right to my personal calendar there. All right, so let's jump into it here. After the last episode, when we talked about the potential for the US to default or I guess a couple episodes back. I don't really remember. One one of the ones last week, you know, we talked about the debate on raising the debt ceiling that was spooking investors because it could do all these crazy negative things. Shocker, they came to a decision at the end of last week. <laughs> They're pushing the deadline back to December. Really, like we didn't see that coming. There was just absolutely no way that the government was gonna say, Yeah, you know, we don't want to raise the debt ceiling. And we just can't agree. So sorry, everyone who needs social security, sorry, military, sorry, government employees nobody's getting paid you know have a good one <laughs> no way that's happening but even as obvious as that was the market still rallied heavily on the news that was on friday or actually that was on thursday october 7th it was a major update after all that news everything was up but just overall big rally and that just seems to be a little bit of a pattern right now there's some bad news major market decline a little bit of good news major push forward it's quick harsh ra- harsh movements constantly right now Which also speaks to the point I made a few episodes back as well when I was talking to a client who was considering staying 100% in cash until the market pullback was over. And as we're seeing every single day, it's impossible to time these things because we don't know when those big updates are coming. All we can do is make sure your investment lineup is correct for your time horizon, your goals, and your risk tolerance. Then it just takes patience. We don't need to hit the lottery here and pick something that goes from zero to a hundred. We want to minimize volatility and capture gains consistently because we can have a good idea of what is to come, but... Nobody is 100% certain. The headlines show us that all the time. Joe Smith, you know, he calls for a big market downturn. He saw it coming all along. And then the next day, Bob, he called for a bull run. Still a long ways to go. It just flip for flip flops back and forth. It's pretty hilarious to me. You can just spend time reading a ton of articles on whatever side you you want to believe, and you can feel confident either way that we're going to see a decline or we're going to continue to move forward, just solely based on which article you read. And again, I'm not saying that we cannot make good informed decisions and build an investment lineup to prepare for what may be coming, but that's so, so much different than pulling in and out of the market, trying to time these good and bad events and constantly sell and buy at the perfect time. It's a marathon, not a sprint guys. And if it feels like a sprint to you right now, then we need to reevaluate your process. So as we talked about, I, I wanted to go over a couple other big buzz phrases that are going around in the markets right now. And one of those big buzz phrases is all of the talk about the fed tapering we keep hearing that the fed wants to begin its tapering process probably in november and we will know more about it after the after the feds meeting in november but what the heck is fed tapering and what is the effect on the economy so let's start with what happened last year and (laughs) i know it's kind of weird to think about but go way way back now all the way to may and march of 2020. Our world was changing every day around us. We all remember, obviously. We were in unknown waters. People were panicked. Markets were beyond panicked. And it's pretty weird to think about. I remember sitting in our weekly meeting at the office. Every single Wednesday we meet our entire team, every person at Sierra Ridge, and we go over updates in the business, updates in marketing, everything. And we we still do that every single Wednesday. And last year we were sitting in that meeting in person believe it or not (laughs) this was probably before may it was probably in february but anyway we were talking about the coronavirus and we were all sitting there saying oh yeah you know it's way over in china and it's probably not going to have any effect on us here i mean how is it going to get all the way from china over to the states Then the next couple of weeks when there was a cruise ship that with people on it and they had the virus, but still we didn't think much was going to change. Then boom, all of a sudden, everybody knows people getting it. It's work from home now, markets tanking, and we have not had another in-person weekly meeting since. (laughs) Now we always do it on Zoom. There's people in the office sometimes, but even when we're in the office, we just get on our computer and jump on the Zoom call. It's kind of funny. But I remember talking about it on the podcast and I was referring to the SARS outbreak and what that did to the market, which realistically, it was a similar experience, not near as drastic as all as the coronavirus deal, but a pretty quick decline and a pretty quick recovery. I specifically remember saying on this show that I did not think the coronavirus would result in a direct market recession which I guess I was pretty wrong on that. I'll I'll take that one. (laughs) But with referencing the SARS outbreak and talking about our investment philosophy, I still held onto my long-term bullish approach. And I actually ramped up aggressiveness for most clients during that time. And I remember I called every single client and I let them know exactly what was going on, what I thought about it, what I wanted to do in the models, and overall just relaxing them, reminding each person of their game plan and that we did not need to panic and of course now we know you know we had that huge quick recovery and if you stayed in over that time frame you ended up being completely fine and still making money but part of what not everybody may understand is the fed's role in helping that recovery process and how they have boosted the economy during this crazy time that we've all been living in they were able to do this through a process that's called expansionary monetary policy, or more specifically, quantitative easing. Again, more jargon getting thrown out there, but we're going to define all these things here. So, quantitative easing is a process where the Fed makes very large purchases of different financial assets. Think of government and corporate bonds mostly. So, when all of these purchases are being made, remember the bank is the buyer. So, money is being pumped out into the economy, which is going to help lower long-term interest rates, which lowers the cost of borrowing, and finally, it spurs economic growth. Do you ever cook on a Weber or just a charcoal grill in general? When the charcoals are dying off, the fire is about to go out, what do you do? At least for me, I go grab the lighter fluid, (laughs) I start dousing it on there, I just like to watch the fire roar. In quantitative easing, it's kind of like the lighter fluid for the charcoal grill. So not only does this process have physical implications on the economy, like we just mentioned, but it also just sends a strong message. It shows us that the Fed wants to stimulate the economy and that it has the the investors back it's like the first time you had to use the charcoal grill you were all nervous because you don't want the fire to be too hot you don't want it to go out you don't want to burn the camp down but then your mom or your dad comes up and says hey don't worry i'll watch over and just make sure that it goes right so they tell you to throw the lighter fluid on there and they stand right there to make sure it goes smoothly and i mean how much more comfortable do you feel at that point when you're little and doing this for the first time so stick with me with the metaphor here but basically that's what's happening the fed is taking an actual an actual action here. And they're standing alongside you. So again, here's basically the quantitative easing process and how this helps stimulate the economy through this crazy time. First, Fed steps in. They begin printing money, basically, which they can use to buy long-term treasuries from huge financial institutions. Now there's the major inflow of money into the economy as these financial institutions, they have a lot more cash sitting in their accounts that they can lend out or buy assets themselves. Now we have more liquidity in the financial systems. Since the Fed has bought a lot of treasury bonds and assets, the prices of bonds are increasing. That makes yields inversely decrease. We now have lower interest rates, making it much cheaper to borrow money and pushing consumers to buy more. Now we are at a point of lower returns on bonds and fixed assets, so investors are more likely to move towards more profitable equity or stock positions so the stock market can see a boost. And then lastly, there's the overall just more confidence in the economy as the Fed is signaling signaling to us that it's willing to back the investors. So that's how the Fed helped boost the economy forward during this time. Now what does the Fed tapering mean? Basically, what the Fed tapering means is that they're going to slow down on purchasing assets and adding fuel to the economic fire. This does not at all mean that it stops. All it means is that the Fed feels the economy is now at a spot where it can sustain growth on its own and does not need as much help anymore. Plus, this process has not even started yet. The Fed is being extremely cautious about how it goes about tapering and especially how it presents it to the market because they don't want to spook investors for all the reasons we just talked about above. If they just said, hey, investors, you are cut off, done. No more help Uh, immediately. Well, (laughs) the markets would freak out and we would be in trouble. So the Fed is talking about potentially beginning to talk about tapering later on. They're really treading lightly and feeling out how the market's going to react. Now, what we have to look for and be aware of is, as this tapering process begins, again, basically the Fed is putting the lid back over the fire. They're not putting it out, but they're bringing the flames back into control where they want them. So by buying less assets, interest rates could rise, pushing bond prices back down, meaning that investors may begin to put more money into the bond market and less into equity markets. Also, the future valuation of equity positions may be less positive because of the overall increase in interest rates. Now, that is what happens in theory and things don't always go as planned in theory. However, it's something we have to keep an eye on and be aware of. And I do believe that this is gonna cause volatility here in the short run as investors are really keeping a close eye on what the Fed's telling us. And it's just another piece of the puzzle, guys. That's the fun, fun and crazy thing about the markets. It's a never ending puzzle. So I hope that helps give you a better understanding of what actually took place last year and how the how the Fed helped stimulate the economy, as well as what the Fed tapering means and what could happen as a result of the Fed beginning to taper, cut down a little bit and begin buying less assets over time. And again, as always, if you want help, you know where to go. Head over to hunterliar.com, and you can schedule that one-on-one consultation with myself. All right, guys. It's a great day to have a great day. Take care, everybody.